2: Hey, this is Amanda Light, co-founder and director of growth at Nimbler.ai, an AI scheduling and communication platform based in Santa Monica. I mean, a lot of events that we thought we were going to have recently got recanceled. So there's been, you know, it's just very dynamic. I have the personality. I'm lucky, you know, I'm willing to kind of get out there and put myself in front of people. And like I said, I'm from here. So that does help getting some connections. As for tips, yeah, it's it's going to keep changing. So we just have to keep adapting. So I'll set up little Zooms. I'll meet people if they're comfortable, you know, outdoors for coffee that anyone even, for example, I'm in healthcare, anyone, whatever they're doing, I just think it's interesting and you never know who you're going to meet and connect with. So just being open. And I think people are looking for that. People are looking mm. for the person to come to you and say, hey, are you free for a coffee on? Do you have any time on Tuesday or Thursday? And And everyone, I feel like you're, you leave that feeling refreshed and energized because we're not getting as much of that kind of social interaction right. even that we were, in. and the social action that we are getting is not as much work based. And it's giving you can when you're talking to someone else, you get that creativity flowing and understanding things from different perspectives. So I think just being the one, be brave, reach out, and you know what's the worst that can happen. A hundred percent. And I think it's
0: interesting to also be a part of a, like, take a look at all the virtual events that are going on Mm -hmm. and see who's speaking. And if there's someone who is speaking there, it's a perfect time to, you know, kind of talk talk to them in the chat and then reach out to them on Twitter, on LinkedIn right away to say, hey, I just saw you speak at XYZ. And it Mm -hmm. creates low level rapport, but it's better than being
2: totally cold out of nowhere. Yeah, completely. That's a, a great idea. And then they yeah. feel appreciated. They feel heard and you really enjoyed it. And then maybe you guys can connect or if nothing else, it's a good start. I love yeah. that. Yeah.
0: And you're currently about to go out and raise your Series A. Mm-hmm. Um, have you tapped into LA Investors yet or how is that going along?
2: Yeah, we have. Again, most of it's still virtual and we ju- we're just now starting the fundraising. So we've got a good network here. We participated in Stanford's StartX Accelerator And they have a pretty good community here. We're also part of Endeavor and they have a a decent sized community here as well. So we're fundraising everywhere, but ideally you really do want some VCs that are LA based because this is where we stay ourselves long-term.
0: And tell us more about Stardex and Endeavor. Like what are those programs and what does community in Los Angeles look like in relation to programs running outside
2: of Los Angeles? It's essentially just people that I I suppose have relocated down here. They're also based down here. So Stardex is like a, it's a three month program where you, are actually at Stanford up in Palo Alto. And uh, you know it's an accelerator. So they're just helping you kind of perfect your, your go-to-market strategy and things like that. And then Endeavor, I, my co-founders are the ones that are a part of, of the Endeavor network. Um, hopefully, I will be one day as well. <laughs> but that helps too just for the connections. And that's um, more of like a business community. So they're really good with intros. And it, it's nice to have a lot of leads and p- folks that are especially focused on healthcare. But I need to pull my weight for the L.A. piece as well because I'm from here.
0: <laughs> and why Santa Monica? I mean, there's so many little hubs happening in Los Angeles. Why Santa Monica?
2: It seems the most collaborative to us, Santa Monica. And we've worked in Playa Vista. We've worked in a couple other areas. It's just a vibe that I get. Um, I, I feel like it is pretty central, especially if you're going to be on the west side of L.A., if that's what you're choosing. It's kind of the the biggest hub on the west side. And it's central to meet people and things like that. So... We we love Santa Monica, and there's a lot happening. It's just a fun place to be, too.
1: Hi, this is John Ferrara, CEO of Nimble, creator relationship management systems for individuals and teams looking to scale relationships that help them achieve their dreams. We're based in Santa Monica. First off, LA was the tech hub, starting with Howard Hughes. I mean, essentially... Howard Hughes building his originally his airplanes and then uh, his satellites and his missiles and helicopters really fostered an LA tech scene that then he uh, people from Hughes left to start Litton and TRW and other tech companies and I actually started at Hughes in my first job. Oh wow! Um, but. Back in the day, uh, it was more than uh, that. There's a lot of software companies down here. So a company called Ashton Tate was down here. They were D-Base back in the day. uh, Clipper was out here. So there was a lot of different uh, LA tech companies that were down here. But I'll tell you why I like being out of Silicon Valley. If you've got a massive amount of tech companies fighting for talent,
3: mm-hmm.
0: then
1: you're going to pay through the nose for rental space. You're going to pay through, you're going to basically overpay for people. I've always loved the access to amazing talent that you have here in Southern California. I mean, you've got great schools like UCLA and USC and Lola Marymount, not to mention all the great state schools that are out here. Mm-hmm. And so the access to talent is tremendous. LA is a great place to start a company and run a company.
0: And other than, than talent, how has being in LA specifically helped Accelerate Nimble become the, this tech company with longevity?
1: Well, if you think about it, a lot of new... Movement start in Southern California. I mean, just think about it. We this is really a hop in place for new ideas, and I think it's you're more accepted for for marching to a different drummer in L.A. than maybe you are in the Bay Area. And so I think that just the acceptance and and the wide open opportunities that uh, that SoCal presents. Plus, I'm a native. I was born here. I was like, you know, my stomping grounds was. Uh, Hancock Park, Largemont Avenue, Griffith Park, and and uh, you know I've lived in different parts of LA. I've lived in the Valley, and I've, uh, now I live in the the coast uh, in Santa Monica, and I've even lived out in Thousand Oaks, uh, way out there. Oh my gosh, and you've so been everywhere. <laughs> SoCal SoCal is a great uh, a great area, and there are a lot of different uh, mini cities uh, within the area. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's where I where I'm from, and what I know and uh and the easiest thing to do is to build something where you're from because you have you have access to support and resources mm-hmm. and such and in, our, in today's digital world it really doesn't matter where you're at i mean our team is global i mean half our team is overseas so it doesn't really matter where you're at but uh i mean i'm looking outside right now i'm in shorts and uh <laughs> and it's uh it's a little foggy but it's uh you know it's really nice it's a beautiful day
3: I'm Kirk Cushino, founder and CEO of Hype Life Brands. We're a progressive brand development and marketing agency specializing in working with lifestyle startups and challenger brands that want to connect with millennials. We are based in Oceanside. Whatever the company is that we work with, whatever the startup is, wherever they're located, I mean, I think that we, because our approach is holistic and it's it's 360 degrees, we help in every possible way that we can. So a lot of right now, I would say in the last couple of years, a big focus is on really tuning and fine tuning the MarTech stack. So the marketing tech stack. Now, over the past few years, people have thought that, oh, I can, like basically I can, you know, and the bigger the company is, the the worse this gets. So I think that, oh, we can just silo that. Like you can just have marketing and then you can have IT over here and you can have these advertising guys over there. And like, it's all, but it's all been converging for many years. Um, and so we come in and basically assess what the systems are, what's going on, what's being measured, what's the, what's the top line goals. Again, I mentioned that we work with the, you know, founders, CEOs, and that's the level that we work at, period, the end. And so figuring out what are the top line goals, the business, what's on the road ahead, what's the end game. Because once we have that end game, we can help our clients, and we do help our clients from cradle to grave, basically, of any brand that we're working with. And a lot of that comes down to technology needs. Like, I almost saying like tech companies doesn't even mean anything to me anymore because most companies that we're working with that are, I mean, our clients work on a national scale at the smallest. So you have to be a tech, you have to have tech. In your arsenal to do that, there's no way around that. The companies that don't harness tech to the fullest in conjunction and converge with their marketing and their advertising efforts, and I'm talking about much more than just posting on Instagram, those are the ones that suffer, you know, and those are the ones that don't evolve and grow and grow in a healthy, you know, healthy pace and reach those end game goals that we. Really work to work with our clients to define the beginning so we can reverse engineer that end game.
0: What kind of results has Hype Life gotten for brands? What are some some examples?
3: We've built and launched numerous startups, and the one we're focusing on right now would be Huddle Music, I think is probably the best case study of, that we've ever had because there's enough capital there to really see physical growth. A lot of our clients were literally launching things into the market with zero followers, zero sales, zero registered users, everything. And so we've been able to steadily ramp Huddle Music, which is a a growing global music community slash platform. So it's not just a, a social media platform. There's a lot more going on and there's a lot more revenue streams that are being finished up right now and being launched. So really bringing those ideas to life launching them and then growing them. So I think I think one of the big stats there we launched it at 0 and we've had it's like 18 to 22 given the month but average 20% month over month growth from pretty much day 1 of the user base, you know. And that's one of our top line goals of course is when you're building a community which is a interestingly a common thread that we have done in the last decade is a lot of sites or platforms or apps or brands or whatever where there's this reliance on community and if you don't have that community you know it's not like you're just selling a webinar or some you know transactional thing it's like we're we're often building these things like rolling this bigger and bigger snowball and so seeing that community go from zero to thousands and thousands of users now um, and that's what I mean we're just like scratching the surface. Um, and that's pre, that's pre outside external funding on top of that.
0: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit With help from Janice Geronimo.
1: Edited by Corey Jennings.
3: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.